0: Well, as you can already tell, Dr. Holler and Pastor Ann are not here. We are scattered all over the Metroplex and Oklahoma. We've got Dylan and Dr. Holler, I think, in Temple, right? Then we've got Pastor Ann preaching the word in McKinney. And then so you get stuck with me. <laughs> no, I'm grateful, honestly, I'm grateful for a church that can step up to the plate. Today we we had a lot of difference. Uh, happening, but the service went on as normal, right? We've got several of our worship team out. Uh, Miss Tamara is gone. Uh, Pastor Israel is with the youth, with the kids camp. Um, lots of people are just gone. Our drummer had family in t- in town, so I mean, we had a lot of team, a lot of stuff going on. But the youth stepped up to the plate. They did an amazing job. If you're in here, thank you so much. Again, everybody who jumped in there with hardly any notice and did everything that they did today, it was amazing. They rocked, they did amazing. <laughs> We're gonna to talk today about healing and what it, what it is for us today. Um, we have got so many, the enemy is busy attacking people in their bodies. And I just, I wanna remind you some things about healing that is for us that that I found in the word of God. And I know that it's going to help you. I know that it's that you're going to walk out of here uh, with greater understanding because I believe that the Holy Spirit is leading me and guiding me and speaking through me. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Lift your hands and worship with me. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness, God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your power and your presence that's forever on display. God, we just declare today, God, that you have free reign in this place. Lord, we thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, you have free reign here, up and down the aisles, whatever you want to do. God, we just thank you, Lord, for the people that have come out, God, and the next few minutes uh, that, that that words are coming out of my mouth, even after I shut up and go home, God, I thank you that it's resonating in their spirits. God, I just thank you for your goodness in our life. Father, for being good and who you are in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, high five three people and tell them God is healer. God is healer. (laughs) Being healer is in God's nature. He can't help it. Healing is God's nature, he can't help it. My second point today is gonna to be healing is our inheritance, and then thirdly and lastly, you can't keep it to yourself, amen? We're gonna talk about God's healing nature. He can't help it, it's in his nature. It's our inheritance and we can't keep it to ourselves. I'm not gonna keep you long today. Uh, I've, uh, I'm gonna to probably take about 40 minutes, is that okay? 30 40 minutes. I, I don't I don't want I don't want to I don't want to bombard you too much information, okay? Thank you Jesus. In Exodus 15 and 26, God tells the Israelites, "I am the Lord that heals you." Right, get this. This is this is what was this is what was awesome to me. When we when we're in a place right after we get saved, then we get baptized, what's the next step? My opinion is, is that you need to understand God's nature. You need to understand that God is for you, that God is healer in your life. He's not a, a, a mean God that's got bipolar and he's ready to whack you in the head every four days. He is healer in your life. So just days before this, he, uh, they, they had eaten uh, right, the Passover lamb, which to them was, is, is equivalent to the salvation And, and, and then, then Moses takes them through the red sea, which Paul says, uh, in, um, I think I didn't write it down. I think it's Corinthians 10. Paul says that that that's, that that was their baptism. That was like baptism, right? So they've eaten the Passover lamb. Then immediately they go across the red sea. Then God shows up and says, I'm your healer. So it's boom, 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 right after salvation. Then comes baptism. Then God has them recognize, I'm your healer. In our walk, it should be the same way. That should be the very first thing because the first thing that the enemy is gonna attack is your body. Because if you can't walk and do do the things that God's called you to do, you're not gonna be effective. (laughs) You're not gonna be as effective. When the enemy attacks your body, but we've got to understand and realize and get to the understanding that God can't help it, healing is in his nature. He has, re- he has recognized and called himself in the Old Testament, Jehovah Rapha. In the Old Testament, that, that Rapha is used about 58 or 59 times, and that is the only word in the Old Testament that was used for healing. Healing. Or that was, that was translated as healing or healer. That wasn't the word. It was rafa. It was healer, healed, healing. But when you, but, well, actually, no, I, I take that back. There was, there was, there's another word in Ezekiel. I don't remember what it is, but there is a word there. But Rapha is the dominant word in the Old Testament for healing. Jehovah is our healer. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. He's he's recognized himself as that. He's told us what he is. So now we just have to realize it and understand it and get it in our spirit. It's in his nature. Even when Jesus came, he continued the healing nature. Let's look at Acts 10:38. Jesus came, he couldn't help it either. He was God in the flesh. So if God is healer, then Jesus is going to be healer. Amen. He's, he's, he told Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Acts 10.38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Who did God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power? And he went about doing good and healing some that were sick. And He went about doing good and healing all. All. Even cancer, Rhonda. Those of you that don't know, this precious lady was given a few months to live with stage four cancer. But look at God. It's in his nature he can't help it. (laughs) He went about doing good and healing all, not some, not a few, not Rhonda's, all. If he did it for Rhonda, he can do it for you. We serve a God that healing is in his nature. Healing all. Somebody say, that's me. (laughs) We've got to get an understanding of it. Jesus healed all and everything. Matthew 4 and 23, Jesus healed every sickness and disease that was among the people. Matthew 9 and 35, Jesus healed every sickness and disease. Matthew 12, 15, Jesus healed all who were sick. Matthew 14, 35, people started bringing folk to him. (laughs) They started getting an understanding, my God, if he's doing it for me and he did it for Bozo, I'm gonna bring my mama, right? They weren't even saved. God had a healing nature. He couldn't help it. Jesus started getting a, repus- a reputation. People were bringing sick people to him. But like I said, Jesus came by it honestly. God was healer, He was God in the flesh. So if God was healer, Jesus was healer. Thank you, Vincent. <laughs> Jesus told Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. God is healer. But you say, what about Deuteronomy chapter 28? Don't you love when people want to go there? Half is blessing, half is curse, and people want to focus on the curse all the sickness and disease and the festering sores and the boils and the fever and the nastiness and 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 they get lost in that that they forget about the blessing the blessing is for you still the curse has been removed right you are correct in saying that there is lots of curses in Deuteronomy 28:15 15 uh, through 61. Uh, and, and I'm glad you asked about it because today I'm gonna remind you that Galatians 3 and 13 says, Christ kept us under the, no. Nobody stopped me. That scares me. Christ redeemed us from the curse. From the curse. <laughs> for it is written cursed is every man who hangs on a tree. Come on if the curse was lifted then that means the effects of the curse was lifted. We can't walk in the curse when Jesus already lifted it. Cursed is every man who hangs on a tree. He took it for us. Redeemed us from the curse of the law. We've been redeemed. We said this morning, I am redeemed. I am redeemed right? We've been redeemed. I like the way uh, it says in, in um, Colossians 2.14, says it like this, having canceled the written code, which is the regulations that was against us and stood opposed to us, he, Jesus, took it away, nailed it to the cross, completely done, out of our lives forever, took it away. What are those things that that you put, a time capsule? He didn't stick it in a time capsule to be buried back up, dug back up. He took it away. It is finished. That means healing is our inheritance. Healing is our inheritance today. If Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law and he is healer, that means it's our inheritance we don't have to walk around sick. We don't have to walk around defeated. We don't have to walk around with the sickness in our body or affecting our daily life. It's not being humble to say things like, well, if God wills, he'll heal me. It's not being humble to say things like, if God be willing, he'll take this sickness from me. That's not humble, that's rude. <laughs> I'm gonna tell it like it is, it's rude. It is rude because he's already made the way. God is a way maker. Jesus is a way maker. So when he makes the way and then we, del- we delete it, it's rude He is willing. That's why he made all this effort. That's why he put all this in place for us. Parrish's grandmother passed away close to two years ago now. I think October will be two years. And when she passed away, we uh, had her will. And the things, she had left us a few things. I mean, not... Not extravagant, but I mean, we had they, she had some crystal pieces and sets that she had given us, and, and some furniture, sentimental furniture, and things like that that um, that she knew Parish would enjoy. And while we're sitting there reading the, you know, get, figuring out what is ours, what my what our inheritance is, my first thought process was not, well, am I worthy of that crystal? Do you, you think Granny really, really wanted me to have that? I mean, now the table, I don't know, man. That's That's been passed down from, from generations. I, I mean, her great-grandpa made that table. I don't know that I can take it because I don't... No. I was thinking in my mind, God, I hope it's that one that I liked. I hope it was a table I liked. I don't, it's not specified really which one it is, but I hope it's the one I like, the one in the dining room. I have the crystal. I'm trying to figure out a way to get it to my house. Come on. Had I been like, now, granny, I don't even know if I could take this. I, that's rude. Somebody's giving you something and you're going, hmm. I don't think I want to do it. It was my inheritance. I was figuring out a way to apply it in my life. We've got to get to our inheritance with the kingdom of God and say, look, it's mine. I'm going to figure out a way to get it to my life. Amen. Now, listen, it's not your inheritance because of how good you were or how good looking you are or what your mama thinks of you. It's your inheritance because of what Jesus thought of you. Now, when, whenever they were reading out what, pe- what folks were getting of grainies, I was thinking, I remember looking at Parrish like, she's going to give that to him. <laughs> now, if you don't know Parrish's family, <laughs> I was thinking in my, in my mind, I really was, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I was thinking, what? What? are you Are you kidding me? I'm like, let me see. I I don't believe it, Let let me see that. Aren't you grateful for that? God is not doing it on our merit. He did not make it our inheritance because of what we did or what we accomplished or what we do. He did it because of what he did. I didn't have a right to change Granny's will because it was her decision. The benefactor decides what you get and Jesus wanted you to have it all. Somebody ought to shout right there. Jesus wanted you to have it all. Jesus today is your benefactor, and healing is your inheritance. Other people, just like I was thinking about the, the, the family that was getting some stuff that I was like, Egh. other people in your life may know your past or may know your secret struggles, and they may not think it's very fair or right that you're getting it, but like I said, Jesus is your benefactor. Aren't you grateful that other people's opinions don't matter? It's not their decision. The Bible says healing is the children's bread. It's part of your benefits package. We've got a good benefits package where I work. We've we've been to the doctor several times. Parish is pregnant right now. Whoop, whoop. She's going to have our little baby girl. (laughs) But... Well, every time we go to the doctor, I keep getting more and more nervous because they're like, well, I mean, it's all right, but you don't, you don't know anything. And I'm like, what do you mean I don't know anything? What, I mean, <laughs> you ain't going to, like, whenever we go into the hospital to have this baby, you are going to be like, you owe me 2900 and, I mean, I, I'm just getting nervous. But parish just keeps saying, honey, you got good insurance. It's your benefits. Accept it. You know, be, be okay with it. Today, we got to be okay with healing being part of our benefits package. In the kingdom we we have benefits. It's it's our it's the children's bread the Bible says. It's not it's 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 not it's not a delicacy. It should be the norm in our life. Right? Bread bread in the in the Bible represents just a, the norm. It's it's what happens. It's just it's the bread. You have to eat something. So the bread is the simplest form of that. It's not like a delicacy. It wasn't a cake. It doesn't say healing is the children's cake. Sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't. Healing is the children's bread. It's a daily thing in your life. It should be the norm. We should walk around knowing that healing is our inheritance. We can walk healed everywhere that we go. I'm not saying that you always feel healed. If you need proof of that, ask Miss Rhonda after the service how many times she felt healed in her process. But she was. She was already healed. I remember going over a couple of times or praying with her over the phone and it just sounded so pitiful. No, but I knew that she was healed. I knew she was healed. She knew she was healed. She is a strong, 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 strong person, and healing is her bread. I didn't, you don't always feel healed. It's difficult sometimes to distinguish the natural and the supernatural, to, 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 to recognize them uh, you know, as separately, right? Because the word of God says something, and in life it always seems to contradict it. We're working on that with our children, still teaching them now. We've, we've started, ever since they could talk, if they felt sick, we would take them to scripture, what the word says. If they felt uh, you know, depressed, we would take them to scripture and tell them what the word says. Because if you get in your mind at an early age what the word of God says about the situation, listen, either the word of God is true or it's not. We cannot let our current situation dictate what the word says it's either true or it's not he either you are either healed or you're not there it's not it, it's not back and forth some days yes some days no so we're teaching we're, we're working on our kids with that and and it's hard to have a belly ache as a four-year-old and and hear your mama saying listen god is healer right because they're like are you sure are you positive <laughs> I still deal with it. I get a bellyache, and I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) Are you positive? (laughs) But we've just got to be like David did, recognize it as part of our benefits package. Whitney, will you put up Psalm 103, please? I don't think I gave that to you. You are doing amazing. We have to believe the word of God even though our situation does not reflect it. Psalm 103. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, verse two. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I don't think it's an accident that that is written twice in a row. I think the things that David was going through was so hellacious that he had to say it again. He's got to remind himself. David's telling himself, bless the Lord, my soul. Come on, David, get it together. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Verse 3, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases who redeemed thy life from destruction, who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that the youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Come on, soul, don't forget the benefits. Right? David's going through some stuff, obviously, but he's like, "I, I, I can't let the situation dictate Come on, soul, bless the Lord. Forget not his benefits, the things that he's already established for you. That's what benefits are, things that are put into place, things that are established to help you. Healing, it's part of our benefits package. Miss Whitney's turning to John chapter 16. In verse five, today we have a little bit of an advantage because on the inside of us is Holy Spirit. He was around then, but he wasn't on the inside of us. They didn't have that privilege. They didn't have that uh, advantage that we do. But listen to this. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asks me whither thou goest but because I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the comforter will not come into you. unto you. Let's go back one, sorry, verse seven. The comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now, Holy Spirit is comforter. Right? That's one of his names. Another translation says Holy Spirit. Another translation says Holy Ghost, which is what I like. I like the ghost part. Holy Ghost. It sounds unnatural. But it's good. Holy Ghost lives inside of us. Jesus left him for us. He says, he says it's expedient that I go. If I go, then I can send him. But he can't come to you until I go. Right? so holy ghost is in us and listen listen i love love this listen hebrews 10:15 you don't have to turn there it just says but the holy spirit witnesses to us another version says testifies to us now a few years ago i found myself in a situation where i was being sued something that was totally out i didn't do anything to deserve it i knew that i was innocent Other people knew that I was innocent. I believe the person that was suing me knew that I was innocent. But you can't, never mind, I'm not gonna say that. (laughs) I knew I was innocent, she knew I was innocent, he knew I was innocent, everybody knew that I was innocent. And I knew that it was all gonna work out. I had somebody stand up that was there and say that's not the way that it happened. A witness on my behalf stood up and said, now listen, I was there. I know that it didn't go down like that. That's what the Holy Spirit on the inside of us in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 15 says. He's a witness on our behalf. So when sickness attacks your body, he's been here since the beginning. In Genesis 1-1, it says that he was hovering over the waters, right? In the, in the beginning. That was the time frame. So when sickness attacks your body, Holy Ghost is like, hey, that's not the way that it went down. I was there when Jesus took the stripes on his back so that you could have healing in your life. I was there. He's been here from the beginning. And he's witnessing on our behalf. I would have been done wrong had I not had somebody stand up for me. Today, Holy Spirit is your witness. You don't have to worry about the opinion or the beliefs of everybody else around you. Holy Spirit was there since the beginning. When the doctor gives you a bad report and says you're going to die, Holy Spirit has start jumping up and down on the inside of you, he says, "No, you will live and not die and proclaim the good works of your God. I was there. That's not the way that it went down. It's not the way it happened. You shouldn't be dealing with that. That shouldn't be happening in your life. Nobody can tell me different. You've come too late to tell me something else because I was there. Holy Spirit says The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, the time frame was in the beginning the spirit of god was hovering if if holy spirit was there at the beginning and he's here today how can you imagine all the things that he's seen that's why he's qualified to testify he's there he's been there he's been here since the beginning He says, No, you have the report of the Lord. Don't believe the situations around you. Don't believe what your body is telling you. I've been there, I can testify on your behalf. And we can't keep it to ourselves. The Bible says that freely we've received, so freely give. And he's talking about the healing and the things that they were, you know, that they were fixing. He says, Jesus says, he says, I think it's Matthew chapter 10. Will you go there? Matthew chapter 10 and, oh, I didn't write it down. If it's not in the first verse, I'll move on. Yeah. Go to verse 2. Okay, go go down to 5. Okay, go to 6. Okay, 7, sorry. I'm getting warmer. And and as you go preach saying the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, I mean is at hand, verse 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. We this is, this is our call of duty. He's telling us this is what you do. You heal the sick, you cleanse the leper, you raise the dead, you cast out devils. Freely you've received, freely you give. We have that authority. <laughs> Thank you, Vincent. I've got Vincent that is excited and on my side. Freely you have received, freely give. It's the children's bread. It's the norm. He's saying it like it's nothing. In today's society, if you walk up and start casting a demon out, folk going to get scared. I've done it. I've been there. Folk got scared. (laughs) But it should be the norm. Healing. That's That's a manifestation of Healing. Don't you know he feels better when that demon leaves? It's healing. Cast out devils. Lay hands on the sick. Go, go, go back up to that, Miss Whitney. The last part of that verse says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall lay, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Go to verse nine. Verse 10. Verse 11. Verse 12. Verse 13. It's in there somewhere. Y'all look for it. I promise. I read it. What is it? Is it Matthew 10? Mark chapter 16. Yes, we're getting there. Uh, yes, Matthew chapter 10. Look in there somewhere it says that. I promise. I read it. I know. I know what I'm talking about. But 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 um, we can't keep it to ourselves. In Mark chapter 16, uh, it's it's a similar um, it's a similar mandate. He's he's telling us that what what we have the authority to do, in 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 a sense, Jesus is passing the baton. He's saying, I've done What I came to do, now I'm fixing to go to heaven. I'm leaving you the Holy Ghost, but this is what I need you to do. Cast out the devils. Lay hands on the sick. Watch them recover. All the things that he's mandated us, he's passing the baton. He's saying, here, it's your turn. I went about doing good and healing all. It's your turn. Now you go about doing good and healing all. It's hard sometimes to remember. When, sometimes, when people tell me, hey, will you pray for me? Because I'm like, look, I'm gonna forget. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. I'm, I'm gonna forget it, I'm just gonna be honest. I got so much going on in my life, I don't, I'm not gonna remember to pray for your knee, I'm sorry. But I'll do it right now. Let's be Johnny on the spot with it. And now I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that, it's, that it's gonna be uh, free of fear. Because how many times have you been praying for somebody? I know that I have. So if you say you haven't, it's a lie. I have been praying for people sometimes have been like, God, what if they don't get healed? That's right. Let's look at Mark 16 and verse 15. And he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Now, look, that, that's the most comforting three words that I've heard in a long time when you're praying for somebody. In my name. Jesus takes all the pressure off of you. <laughs> He takes all the pressure off of you. So when I'm praying for somebody and I say, I'm like, that thought starts creeping up because there's more than once, it ain't just, it just happened one time. (laughs) That thought starts creeping up. What if they don't get healed? He says, in my name. In my name. Aren't you glad about it that it's not in Casey's name? You'd be sicker than a dog. (laughs) Healing in my name. All these things happen in my name, in the name above every name, the name of Jesus. Psalm 115 and 1, David says, not to us, Lord. Don't give the glory to us. Keep it for yourself. <laughs> it, when, when someone is, 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 is healed, receives healing, and gets made well, God gets the glory for it. He's not going to make you look dumb. He's, gonna, he's going to fulfill his promise. If you're praying in faith and you're believing God in faith and, you have, and there's no doubt, God is not going to leave you hanging high and dry because he gets the glory. He's worthy of the glory. So why would he not make that happen for himself? John 14, 13 says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do so that the Father may be glorified. When you go in with that attitude like David had, don't give me the glory, God, keep it for yourself. When you go in with that attitude, it's a win-win. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We're given a duty to pray for people to lay hands on the sick. Let's look at Acts chapter nine, beginning in verse six. Uh, sorry, thirty-six. Acts chapter nine, verse thirty-six. One more time for homiletics, Acts chapter nine, verse thirty-six. Now there <laughs> Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which was by interpretation is called Dorcas this woman was filled this woman was full of good works and alms deed which she did good things next verse and it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died and when they had washed they laid her body in an upper chamber and for as much leto was the nigh was nigh to joppa and the disciples had heard that peter was there and they sent him they sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come they brought unto him into the they brought him into the upper chamber and all the widows stood by him weeping and shewing him showing him coats and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth he put them all out the bible says and he kneeled down and prayed. Turning himself to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise, and she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Now, this is, there's a couple of things that I want to point out. We can't just pray in faith. We've got to use the authority. We've got to get rid of doubt, get rid of people that, that could potentially cause doubt and fear to sneak in. Right, The the widows were so focused on on the things that she made while while she was with them. They were focused on that. They weren't focused. He was there to pray. They knew that he was there to pray because they sent for him. But they were still so focused on what, what was happening while she was still alive. The tears were not tears of joy that she was going to be healed. It seems like the tears were tears of sorrow. She's gone. She made this coat for me, and then she left. We've got to get rid of the negative. Get rid of the the ones that are potentially going to cause harm to the healing process. Separate, Miss Rhonda. Good job. Separate yourself from the negative, from the from the from the potential threat of fear. Use the authority. He didn't turn around and say, "Tap it listen, please." I got all these folks out here looking at me. They called for me, so they got to have some kind of faith. Let's, let's prove them right. Let's prove them wrong if they think we can't do this. Please. No. He looked at her and said, Tabitha, get up. Get up. Arise. Uh, He's probably like, get up. You ain't dead. You thought you were. Get up. But he, but he used his authority. Look at verse 41. It says, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when she had called the saints and widows, he, and then he had called the saints and the widows and presented her alive. He called them back in and said, look, she lives. She lives. You thought she was dead. She's alive. And then right after that, it says that many people believed in the Lord. Everybody that saw it, word got around Word got around just like it did when Jesus was doing good and healing all people started bringing sick people to him the The Gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have about thirty eight or thirty nine hundred passages of scripture verses, and over a fifth of those are dedicated to the ministry of jesus's healing ministry, like the healing ministry of Jesus like like nine hundred passages out of those 3,800 are scriptures directly related to Jesus healing somebody. It's important. And we have that authority now. Jesus passed it on. He said, it's your turn. God gets the glory because he's healer. Healing is our inheritance, and we can't keep it to ourselves. Amen? Amen. If you're here today and you are sick in your body, or you feel like something is going on, something's wrong, you're not quite right, you need healing at any level, I want you to stand up. Need healing on any level. Stand up on your feet. Healing on any level. Father, we just thank you. There's nothing that's too hard for you today, God. Right now you see the needs, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that you are meeting these needs. God, you are all powerful. And I thank you, Lord, for meeting the needs of your people today, God. We declare healing manifest in their bodies now. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that what the enemy meant for evil in their life, today, instantly, you're turning it around for their good. Thank you, Father. I declare peace that passes all understanding in their minds and in their hearts. I thank you, Father God, that today is the day that their healing manifests. I engage my faith with theirs, and we declare healing now. In Jesus' name. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, why don't you do that? Thank you, Father. Thank you for touching your people today. Healing is already theirs. It's their inheritance. And right now we declare it so. In the matchless name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And everybody said, amen. All right, don't forget this week, healing is God's nature. Healing is your inheritance and you can't keep it to yourself. Amen. Father, I thank you that you're blessing your people and they're going out just like you blessed them and they're coming in. Thank you, Father, that you've made us the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, first, not last, the victor, no longer the victim. Precious Father, thank you that you've caused the mountains and the hills to break forth with singing and the trees and the fields to clap their hands as your people go forth armed and dangerous with joy in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen.